Hello, this is Dwayne McCreary. I'm the team leader for Adult Explore the Bible, and today I'm being joined by Tim Pollard. Tim gives leadership to kids explore the Bible. So, Tim, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Dwayne. Always great to be here. Today we're looking at session 10, which is an examination of Proverbs 29, verses 1 through 3 and 12 through 20. The title for this session is Accepting Discipline. If you remember session 2, where we dealt with Proverbs 3, we had a little bit on this, uh, but this is more of a full session just on that issue of discipline. Here's the outline of the Bible passage for this week. First of all, verses 1 through 3 of chapter 29, we've entitled that The Goal. In these verses, Solomon explained that ignoring discipline leads to destruction. He explains that those who learn from their mistakes and from others are revered by family and others. Verses 12 through 14, we've entitled The Availability. In these passages, Solomon pointed out that wisdom, which is God's light, is available to all people. We're going to talk more about that idea of general revelation in just a minute, Tim. Um, the leader impacts the lives of those he or she leads. The wicked leader producing wicked followers while the righteous king produces stability. And that's what he's talking about in those verses of 12 through 14. In verses 15 through 17, we see the idea of the responsibility. Solomon reminded parents of their responsibility to discipline their children. Failing to do so creates a selfish and wicked generation that will be outlived by the righteous. The last section, verses 18 through 20, we've entitled The Source. In these verses, Solomon pointed to God's revelation as the standard for discipline. He reminded his readers that words alone do not constitute wisdom, but actions on the words are required. The person who heeds instruction avoids the folly of acting with haste. So, Tim, I already mentioned this idea of general revelation. How are we to understand general revelation? Is How is it connected to this study? So, obviously, God has revealed himself um, through his creation. As we understand God's revelation of himself to us, it obviously leads us to the place where we need to be in subjection to him. And um, when we think about the issue of discipline, uh, there are many examples in the Bible of where God has disciplined his people. Um, but what we're thinking about is um, the idea of discipline from our perspectives and helping boys and girls to understand uh, that discipline might be difficult, but it's also necessary. It may be other believers, too. Absolutely. How are discipline and humility connected that kind of assumes they are connected. Are uh -huh. they connected, and and if so, how? Well, I think surely they are connected. Um, obviously, undergoing or taking on discipline is, is going to lead us to a more humble attitude in the way that we approach uh, our lives, or it should. Uh, doesn't always do yeah. that. Well, it does uh, require humility to accept it, too. Absolutely, yeah. uh, to accept that, but then to move on from that and to learn from the discipline itself, uh, what is right and what is what is not right. Discipline carries the idea of boundaries. What are the ne necessities of boundaries, and how can we help both the parent and the child understand those necessities? So boundaries are fun. Um, obviously, as parents, um, we set boundaries for our kids. Uh, boundaries are everywhere, though. I mean, society has boundaries uh, built into it and things like that. Um, so boundaries are necessary for our daily lives. Uh, but helping kids to understand what boundaries are, you know, you start that very early. Um, you know, 
you're not going to give your kid a penny and let them stick it in a light socket because that's not going to end well. Uh, you know that as a grown-up, um, but setting that boundary early on for, for kids and helping them to understand what is appropriate and what isn't um, and being consistent with that um, as the child continues to grow. Um, so consistency also is a part of that. Um, and even as adults, you know, we have to understand where boundaries are and um, live our Christian lives in such a way that we don't cross those boundaries. Uh, we know where those boundaries exist and we know what our expectations as believers are. So uh, we want to stick within those boundaries and, and keep those always in front of us. Um, but as far as helping parents and kids, um, you know, like I said, I mean, the Bible has set out descriptions of, of certain boundaries and we can always help parents to teach their kids what those boundaries and God's expectations from Scripture are. So, It is a challenge in today's world for those boundaries to even be seen because it gets blurred so much by absolutely social media or all kinds of different things. And that's one of the things, um, you know, I have conversations with my daughter. My, I have a 13-year-old, um, which has been a lot of fun. She's, <laughs> she's the first, first teenager in the house. Um, so it, it's been interesting to deal with, and we have conversations all the time about society's boundaries versus God's boundaries uh, because they're different. Um, and being in a public middle school, she obviously sees the differences between God's expectations and society's expectations. So we have, we have a great opportunity to talk about what those boundaries are uh, for her as a believer uh, versus friends uh, who she communicates with that, that may or may not be believers. Uh, and even some of her believing friends who, who have different ideas on what's acceptable and what isn't. So. Well, one of the things you mentioned earlier, Tim, was about the importance of being consistent. Absolutely. Do you find that to be a challenge with with uh, with her being in a public school versus some other setting or something like that? Not really. Um, I think on our part uh, as parents, I mean, we're consistent with the message the that we falls deliver. On you then, not on Correct. anybody else. Sure, the consistency is in the message that we deliver. So as long as the message is always the same, and those boundaries are are set where they are, and she knows the reasoning behind those. Um, so, you know. We don't have to. We don't have to worry as much uh, about social interactions, um, and we limit those as much as we can. Obviously, we can't limit what she hears and experiences sure. at school uh, because we're not there to do that. It does give but you an it, opportunity to have those conversations. Absolutely, gives us a great Which, opportunity. To talk that may about. be more important than the conversation itself. I, guess. I, I think so. Absolutely. Now, the comments on verses eighteen through twenty. You're going to find this in the personal study guide on page 98 and then in the daily discipleship guide on page 90. It's in the day four section of the daily discipleship guide. In those comments, uh, it, we're told that there's a logical progression of thought in these verses. And here's the progression. That first of all, true wisdom and discipline begin with the revelation of God's truth. You have the revelation. You have that happen. Here's God's truth that's presented to us. Then the second part of this progression is that God's revealed truth must be put into action. A statement that's in our, uh, a statement that you'll find here is that words alone do not produce wise or disciplined living. Obedience does. Here's a question I have. Okay, we've got this, these statements here. So what? Does it really matter that there's a progression here? 
I, I think it does matter. Um, it's an example of growth. Um, so we're not just being stagnant by knowing the truth. Um, I'll always go back to um, the Ten Commandments that God gave on Mount Sinai. Um, those commandments were given uh, to reveal God's expectation. Now, we know the people never lived up to that, and neither do we. Um, we don't live up to the standard that was presented, but we know what that standard is. And the standard is there to give us something to, for lack of a better term, to shoot for. Um, we're looking... A target. A target. Uh-huh. So we know what that target is. Um, so as we grow in our understanding, should lead us to that obedience uh, to those things. Um, we're not always going to be perfect. We're always going to fail, but... We know what the expectation is, and just like we talked about a minute ago with the boundaries. I mean, we know what the expectation is. We know where the boundary exists, and we need to do what we can uh, to live our lives in such a way that, that they are honoring to God. Any other insights you would share from this particular passage? N- not that I have at the moment. Okay. Well, I appreciate you being with us today, Tim. Uh, thank you for listening today. If you have comments or questions, you are more than welcome to send us an email. You can send an email to me at dwayne.mccrary at lifeway.com. That's D-W-A-Y-N-E dot McCrary, M-C-C-R-A-R-Y at lifeway.com. Or if you have comments about Explore the Bible Kids, you could contact Tim. Tim, give us your email real quick. Sure, it's Tim, T-I-M dot Pollard, P as in Peter, O-L-L-A-R-D at lifeway.com. And if we don't know the answers, we promise to try to find somebody who does know the answer and put you in contact with that person. Thank you once again for listening. Next week, we'll be looking at session 11, which will be our last study in Proverbs. We'll be looking at Proverbs chapter 31, the passage about the uh, worthy wife or the virtuous woman.